Yo, how's it going, everybody? This is Noah Eldridge from the Eldridge Podcast, and we are back for episode 26. So I've been trying to make this episode for so long. I've done it with different information just because I'm just bringing in all the new information, and I've tried to make this episode probably three or four times. I just haven't had a lot of time, but I tried to do it, and whether it's someone calling me and I have an interruption or I finish it and it doesn't save... Like, it has just been ridiculous. One time I accidentally stopped it like 16 minutes through. It has been rough trying to make this. But hopefully this is the time we get it. I'm hoping I'm praying because I'm trying to get an episode out for you guys. But thank you guys for your patience. I appreciate it. I just want to shout out literally everyone for all the support. Just people texting me saying, hey, bro, when are you going to make another episode? Really loving the podcast. Keep it up. Keep doing it. Like, don't give it up. And... I don't want to do that. I don't ever want to do that. Um, I'm really enjoying it. So hopefully we can get it saved. We can get this done because that would be amazing. But let's get right into it. We're going to start with the NFL here. So Tua Tungavailoa, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but we all know him. Dolphins quarterback from Alabama. He recently said, they asked him about Mac Jones and they said, what would be your player comparison for him or player comp. And he said, and I quote, he's a more mobile Tom Brady. Yeah, I'm going to say that again. He's a more mobile Tom Brady. Are you kidding me, bro? I Okay. I just want to say it right now. So then I can look back on it in like a year or two and I'm either getting roasted or people are praising me. I think Mac Jones is a bust. I do. I don't think he's going to be good. I really don't. I could be completely wrong, but That's what's fun about making predictions. You really don't know. I mean, none of you guys really know, right? But I'm just making a prediction. I think Mac Jones is a bust. I don't think he'll be good. He may be okay, but I mean, nothing like Tom Brady. Come on. But no, I just don't see it. I don't think he's going to be a good pro. So I'm just going to get that right out of the way. Tua, I don't know what you're doing, bro. I mean, Devontae Smith just chose him over you. And then you're just going to say that. I don't get it. But today we have some big news, ladies and gentlemen. I was in class today. And I get an alert, and I'm like, hold up, wait a minute, J.J. Watt to the Cardinals. Wow. I mean, I, I don't know what to say. I didn't really know where he was going. I was thinking Packers, but yeah, never really made a prediction there. But yeah, two years, $31 million, 23 guaranteed. I love J.J. Watt. I wanted the Cowboys to get him. But we all knew that wasn't happening. But I, I love J.J. Watt. He's a great person, a great football player. I mean, in his prime, this dude was ridiculous. And the only thing that was holding him back was his injuries. That's literally it. So, but that being said, this is way too much money. I mean, the Cardinals needed him desperately. I mean, they have Chandler, they have Chandler Jones, Buda Baker... Uh, Hassan Reddick, who's pretty good. They have some good players. Uh, oh, Patrick Peterson as well, if they re-sign him. They have some good players, but... And they and they need they need help on defense. I'm not denying any of that, but this is way too much money for J.J. Watt. Are you kidding me? I thought he would get, like, $20 million. Which, and I know, I was talking to someone about it, and they're like, well, basically he is, right? He's getting $23 guaranteed. That's the problem. 
I love J.J. Watt, man, and he is great when he is healthy. But this dude gets hurt. And it's not that he just like, oh, he's just always banged up like Julio Jones. Julio Jones never really seriously gets injured, but he's just always got something going on. Oh, something with his ankle. He's questionable every week. J.J. Watt, when he gets hurt, it's serious. He has had some serious, just vicious injuries where people are like, he might retire. Like, it's been bad. So, I just... I don't think this is the right move. I mean, that's cool that he wants to do uh, this revenge tour with DeAndre Hopkins. And I hope he stays healthy. And I hope he does great with the Cardinals. I'm, I'm rooting for him. So, them and the Cardinals. You know what I mean? I like them both. Even though Cardinals embarrassed my Cowboys on Monday night. But we do not, we do not talk about that. So, yeah. I'm just... I think it's too much money. 23 million guaranteed. That is just a lot of money, guys. And he can get up to 31 million if he plays. Just too much money for a guy like that. But the Cardinals have the money. They need help on defense, so good for them. But this was reported the Colts and the Browns offered more money than the two year, $31 million deal to JJ Watt that he signed with the Cardinals. This was from John Gambadero. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, of 98.7 Arizona Sports. Uh, I was talking to CJ about this. I'm pretty sure that, I mean, there's no details yet. I bet they offered more money, which is just ridiculous, but it wasn't more guaranteed money. They may have offered a two-year, $35 million contract, but like 16 of it was guaranteed. All JJ Watt cared about was guaranteed money. And you want to know why? Because he gets hurt and he probably thinks he's going to get hurt and he needs a backup plan. But He's going to get a ton of playing time. He, I mean, obviously, not that he... But, like, with the Browns, he'd be rotating with a bunch of different guys. I mean, he's going to play every snap. So, good move, but also bad mood move because it was just too much money. But let's get on to the next topic here. We're actually going to UFC for a second here. Okay, before I get into this, I do not like Daniel. I don't know if you guys say... I don't know how to pronounce his last name. If it's Cormier, Cormier. Uh, I, I've heard a bunch of different ways to pronounce it. But Daniel... We'll go with Cormier. I don't know how... Or Cormier. We're going to go with Cormier. Daniel Cormier, who is a former UFC fighter. He was a champion. He was great. I will say that. He was great. Never in the best shape. He was kind of a heavy guy. But great UFC fighter. I do not like him, though. I kind of like him as an announcer a little bit, but this is making me take a step down. He said, and I quote, John Jones will not knock out anybody at heavyweight. He doesn't hit hard enough. If he couldn't knock these dudes out at 205 pounds, he's not knocking these heavyweights out. So sorry, I read that kind of slow. So I'll read it again. But this is what Daniel Cormier said about John Jones. John Jones will not knock out anybody at heavyweight. He doesn't hit hard enough. If he couldn't knock these dudes out at 205 pounds, he's not knocking these heavyweights out. So... (laughs) CJ actually sent this to me, so shout out to CJ. And he just put DC's salty. DC's his nickname. You know what? We'll just call him DC so there's no controversy about how I pronounce his name. So DC said this about John Jones. I mean, I just don't get it, man. Like, he beat you down. Like, multiple times, bro. And according to John Jones, one of them was off a weekend of cocaine. Not saying that's okay, but... This dude is a world... I mean, DC was great. He's a world-class, awesome UFC fighter. 
one of the greats. And John Jones made him look like he was fighting me. Like, d- dude just beat him down. It wasn't even close, bro. Every single time it wasn't even close, he beat him down. He's just salty, bro. So I completely agree with CJ. He's just salty about it. He's mad that John Jones beat him twice. And now he's going to go fight Stipe, who uh, Cormier just fought and lost to. And he's going to beat him and be heavyweight champion. <laughs> so he's just pissed. Uh, I am a huge John Jones fight. I don't agree with some of his life decisions that he has made. But I really like him as a UFC fighter. He's probably my favorite UFC fighter. Probably him or Conor McGregor. Uh, I know that's just the classic answer, but probably John Jones because he actually trains where I live. So that's pretty cool down here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So that's pretty awesome. But yeah, DC, shut your mouth. You're retired. Just, just close your mouth, bro. No one wants to, (laughs) no one wants to talk to you. No one wants to hear about it. Like just stop, honestly. So he's just salty. All right. So I understand I follow a bunch of cowboys. I just want to say this before I get into it. And if I ever find anything on these accounts that is like uh, opinionated or a rumor, I will let you guys know that it's not from Bleacher Report or ESPN. This was a mock trade from Cowboys underscore global, a fan account on Instagram. I do this deal tomorrow. I do this deal tomorrow. This is, so it would be, the Cowboys get Stefan Gilmore, the 15th pick, and the 46th pick, which would be a second-round draft pick, for Michael Gallup and the 10th pick. I love Michael Gallup, guys. I really do. He really pissed me off this year. And just to let you know, all the fans, so if you're a Cowboys fan, you're probably going to disagree with this. Everyone's like, oh, my God, Andy Dalton never threw the ball to Gallup. He did. And Gallup had a lot of huge drops this season. He really did. I still like him. I still think he's good, and I don't want to trade him. But when was the last time the Cowboys had a lock? I'm talking lockdown corner. Deion Sanders, guys. Check the stats. Look around. Look at the rosters from every single year up until now. It was Deion Sanders. Stephon Gilmore, dude. Are you kidding me? We moved down five picks, and we get a second-round pick. I know this is a fan mock trade. I do this trade right now. I do it tomorrow. I do it twice on Sunday. I am making this deal right away if we can. I love Michael Gallup. He has been great for us, except I would say for last season, but we can draft. We drafted him in the third round. We can take that Patriots second round pick and draft a receiver. You know what I mean? And we still have Lamb and Cooper who are great. Like, You can have two great receivers and be fine and get a decent third receiver. You know what I mean? We can just go sign like an Adam Humphreys or, you know what I mean? We don't need anything special. Go get an actual slot receiver. So, or sign an Allen Robinson or a Kenny Galladay. I doubt it, but you know what I mean? So, I think this is a great trade for us. Uh, This is what the person put about it, just to give them credit for the post. Uh... This would be a good trade for both sides as each team gets a good player at a position of need. The Cowboys then get a first and a second in exchange for the 10th overall pick as Gallup is far younger and has more potential than Gilmore. I mean, I I agree with all of that. Uh, Then he put in the comment, or not in the comments, uh, the caption, good or bad trade, question mark. Uh, With this trade, the Cowboys would fill their hole at cornerback and trade back to get another pick in the second round. 
I love Gallup, but it's starting to look like we won't be able to re-sign him next season, so we should get something for him while we can. Totally agree, man. I usually don't agree with these Cowboys fan accounts because I will agree, Cowboys fans are pretty crazy. But I agree with this. I mean, I don't think I disagree with anything he just said. Totally agree. All right, moving on to the next topic here. T.Y. Hilton recently just tweeted out, he is a free agent this offseason, just to let you guys know before I say what he said. He is not uh, a free agent this offseason, and he could leave the Colts. People don't really know. Some people are saying his legs are going, and so there's a lot of I don't knows about T.Y. Hilton right now. There's a lot of unknown. But he just tweeted out, no matter where I go, no matter who I pick, the ghost is ready to work. Hashtag free agency. I think he's gone. I do. I, uh, I looked it up. I was talking with CJ one time. I looked it up and he is, he was born in Miami and from Miami receivers love playing in warm weather so they don't have to get hurt. And he is an injury prone receiver and he gets to play in warm weather. He gets to go home. I think he's going to Miami and I'm making that prediction right now. Another place I could see him going is the Green Bay Packers. I know I just talked about warm weather, but he gets to play with Aaron Rodgers and he would be second to Devontae Adams, but I know everyone's like, oh my God, all the passes are going to Devontae Adams, but when Adams gets double teamed, it's going to be going to TY. Those are my two predictions, but final answer, I'm going with the Miami Dolphins. We'll have to see what happens. The Raiders could throw a ton of money at him and he could go there. We'll just have to see what happens, but I think by this tweet, he's gone. I mean, there's no need to tweet this if he was like, oh, I'm going to stay with the Colts. So he definitely... Uh, I think he tweeted this because he's leaving the Colts, but we'll just have to see. I think he loves the Colts, and I think the Colts love him, but I just don't think it's going to work out. We'll have to see what happens, But and I think he wants too much money. Fun fact of the day here. This is from the Pick 6 pod. We have taken information from them before, uh, or not taken. I shouldn't say it like that, but we've used information uh, from their Instagram accounts before. Anyway, fun fact of the day. Wes Welker's first NFL points came as a kicker yes you heard that correct Wes Welker's first NFL points came as a kicker he didn't score his first receiving touchdown until more than two years later played for the Dolphins and actually made a PAT and a 29 yard field goal so yeah he was 23 years old at the time and when I say PAT oh yeah we need to have a conversation about this I have said PAT to people before and they're like what's a PAT what's that it's uh the extra point so I will make sure to clear that. The PAT and the extra point or the kick they do after a touchdown, just to simplify it even more, they're all the same thing. Those three things I just said, all the same thing. But, uh, uh, and a 29-yard field goal. He's 23 or, uh, years old at the time, so that's awesome. All right, this isn't really sports-related, but it was on my Instagram from House of Highlights. Shout out to them. This is pretty ridiculous. This, oh my gosh. So this girl is 16 years old, and she benched 245 pounds, which broke the state record by 20 pounds. So the state record was 225 pounds. She's 16 years old. She just, oh, she just freaking, oh my gosh. Like, you guys got to look up the video, go to House of Highlights. She just freaking pumps it out, man. I mean, and like that, oh my gosh, that's absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, I mean, good for her state, I guess, state champ. Is that the right thing to say? But yeah, not sports related, but it just popped up in my feed and I had to talk about it. 
All right, so this next list, this is best NBA player by height. We're going to go over it. I agree with all of these before I get into it. Um, I just wanted to put it out there. Because some people don't really know how tall NBA players are because it's not like that information has changed a lot and it's not really, it's tough to find, I guess I would say. So Paul George, or actually, it's not tough to find. It's just their heights have changed a bunch, especially in the last like two years. So best NBA player by height, Paul George at 6'8". The runner-up is Jason Tatum. Best NBA player by height. LeBron James at 6'9", runner-up being Bam Adebayo. That is ridiculous that they are the same height. Third one, 6'10", Kevin Durant, runner-up Anthony Davis. So that, that one could go either way, you know. And who knows if Kevin Durant is actually 6'10". I mean, the world may never know. Next one, Giannis Antetokounmpo at 6'11", and the runner-up being Nikola Jokic. Once again, could go either way, but I mean, I think most people would give it to Giannis. Next one... Seven feet, Joel Embiid, runner-up, Laurie Markkinen. That might be one that I disagree with. Uh, I think there's a better seven-footer out there than Laurie Markkinen, even though he's good. No disrespect to Laurie Markkinen. I just think there's someone better out there than Laurie Markkinen. Next one, Rudy Gobert at 7-1, runner-up, uh, Jakob Podol. And yes, I'm pronouncing that one right, actually. I know, so... But... Another one, there's got to be someone who's 7-1 out there that is better than Jakob Podol. Once again, no disrespect. He's a good NBA player. Next one, at 7-2, Bulbul, runner-up Luke Cornett. I'll take that. I mean, that's probably a wash, but I give it to Bulbul. Next one, Kristaps Porzingis at 7-3. There is no runner-up because no one else in the league is 7-3. Next one, 7-4, Boban Marjanovic. Once again, no runner-up because no one else is 7-4. And the last one, Taco Fall at 7-5. No runner-up because no one else is 7-5. The number one comment is Kevin Durant is 7-foot. So there you go. That just shows that was from who – I don't know how – who – oh, who am I NBA? There we go. Sorry, it was all close together. So who am I NBA commented Kevin Durant is 7-foot. Totally agree because just to let you guys know, look up the picture. It's from Team USA – it's DeMarcus Cousins and Kevin Durant right next to each other. They're both standing up. Durant is clearly taller than him, and Cousins is listed at 6'11". So, and I mean, they have changed heights recently, so maybe I shouldn't say that. But let me look it up really quick, just to be absolutely safe. I'm going to look up how tall DeMarcus Cousins is and how tall Kevin Durant is, just to make sure this post is accurate. But... DeMarcus Cousins is 6'11", just like I said. See, and then Kevin Durant is going to be 6'10". But I'm telling you, in this picture, they were both playing for Team USA. Durant is clearly taller than him. Clearly. Yep, Kevin Durant, 6'10". That is ridiculous. But I don't know why he lies about his weight. It's a Or not weight, height. I mean, that's a weird thing to lie about. But uh, he just put, do you agree with my picks? Let me know what you'd change. To qualify, a player must either currently be on an NBA roster or have played at least one game this season. So Chris Clemens and Isaiah Thomas, who are both 5'9", are not eligible. This is based on their official listed heights, not what you believe they look like after watching them play on TV. That's pretty funny. So shout out to NBA Debates 1. Shout out to this Instagram account. They were the ones who posted it. But 
Oh, not sports related, but uh, once again, popped up on my feed. Happy birthday to Justin Bieber. He's turning 20 or 28, I guess. It says baby me 27 years ago. So shout out to Justin Bieber, man. Happy birthday. So he's definitely not going to see this podcast, but shout out to Justin Bieber. So question of the day, what has happened to Trey Young, ladies and gentlemen? We're going to look up his stats after this because I honestly don't know. So not really prepared for this one, but this is from Hoop Smart Instagram account. Last year, Trey Young was an all-star. He had 2.8 million fan votes, and this year he had 992,000. Player votes. Some people don't know this. Players and fans vote. I don't know if – some people don't know that. Some people think it's just fans. But I don't know how much more important the players' votes are or if it's the same. I'm guessing they mean more, just like coaches' votes and stuff. Player votes last season, he had 65. This year, he had 20. So uh, the caption is, we all got sick of his play style. So that's the, uh, that's the post, but I do want to look at his stats this season because, seriously, what did happen to Trey Young? I, I'm not a Hawks fan. I don't watch a lot of Hawks games. I don't get a lot of Hawks games on TV here because I live super far away from Atlanta. But he's averaging 27 points per game, 4 rebounds, and 10 assists. I mean, what else do you need to hear? Let's check his efficiency, see if he's shooting well. He's shooting 43% from field goal range. Not great, but not, like, absolutely terrible. He's shooting 37% from three-point. Same type of thing. I mean, that's above average in the league for sure. Two-point percentage, 46. Free throw percentage, 88. I mean, Wow. Maybe this is something we need to talk about. Maybe we need to go back and look at some of these all-stars that were named and see if Trey Young deserved to be in there over some of them. We'll definitely have to go back. Now that I'm looking at his stats and they are good, we might have to go back and look at that. But, I mean, I just want to look where he ranked from last season because last season he was an all-star. So he averaged – and by the way, I just want to let you guys know, I've let you guys know multiple times, but I do round up. So if it's – uh, for example, his points this year is 26 and a half. If it's 0.5 or above, I will round up to the nearest number. So, or if it's same thing, if it's 25.3, I will just say 25. Okay. So he averaged 30 points last season and 27 this year. So three points down turnovers. He's actually down by one. He averaged five last season for this season. Blocks are technically up 0.1 to 0.3, but that doesn't matter too much. Steals, the same, one. Assists, he's up one this year. Rebounds, the same. Free throw percentage, better this season. He's shooting 2% better from free throw. Two-point percentage, he's 4% down this season. Three-point percentage, he's 1% up. And field goal percentage, he's 1% down. So honestly, pretty much the same. I mean, wow. Just not as many games. Uh, He's even averaging the same minutes, if you want to say he's playing less or playing more or whatever. And averaging less shots. Yeah, less attempts and less makes. So, I mean, pretty much, I mean, for the most part, the same. So... We're going to have to go back and look at this. I will definitely remember to do that. We're going to have to look back at Trey Young and see what's going on with him and 
see why he didn't make it. We, we will definitely look at that, I promise. On to the next topic here, going to the NFL. <laughs> I saw this post, and I just couldn't believe it. This is from nextup underscore 70. I believe this is a Cowboys fan account. Could be wrong. The caption is, if this were to happen, who do you think would have a better season? It's Russell Wilson in a Cowboys jersey and Dak Prescott in a Seahawks jersey. Yes, this is a real post. Why is this even a question? Like, like people are just like, oh my God, you hate Dak Prescott. It's like, if I need to come on the podcast and dedicate an entire episode to proving why Dak Prescott is really not that good, then I will. I mean, if you're listening to this right now and you got my number or you got my Instagram or my Twitter or my Snapchat or whatever, text me, call me, say, hey, because if you disagree with this, I'm not going to make you agree with me. I just want you to know where I'm coming from because some people don't watch Cowboys games and don't pay attention and just say, oh, Dak Prescott was top five in passing yards, so he's top five quarterback. Like, that's literally what happens. These are literal conversations that I have with people. So if I need to come on and make an episode about that, I gladly will. Because, and before I say anything else, I like Dak Prescott. He's a very good guy and he's a pretty good quarterback. But he's not top two, he's not top three, He's not top five. He's not even top seven or eight. He's borderline top 10 in my opinion. Like 9, 10, 11, 12, around that area. So he's good, not great. That's what. That's all I'm going to say about it for now. If I need to come on with more information, please text me, call me, whatever you got to do to get in touch with me and let me know. But why is this even a question? It's clearly Russell Wilson. I mean, I'm just going to move on from this one because that's a clear answer. Like, that's that's just ridiculous. All right, so this was a tweet from – so we're going to Twitter now. Oh, my gosh, I don't know how to – so this is from Tom and then in parentheses, Denny uh, – oh, Avita Stan. I think I'm pronouncing Avita right. But uh, – oh, so that's his name, but the – like, the Twitter handle is capital T-A <laughs> – and then lowercase I-Z-E-N, oh, Zenberg. So Z-E-N-B-E-R-G. Anyways, he tweeted, no player has had it easier than KD since 2016. Always been on these great teams that don't even need him, LMFAO. Imagine being an all-NBA player who is simply a luxury to his team. Ridiculous. I like KD, or actually I used to like KD. And it's kind of funny, I like, or I dislike him now for all of the wrong reasons. I believe I've said this before, but I dislike KD for all of the reasons that, it's different reasons than what other people dislike him for. I'll explain it, because I know that was confusing. But everyone started hating him when he left OKC and went to the Warriors. I didn't. I was actually excited for him, and I thought it was a great decision. And I think if any of us were in that, like, unless you're an OKC fan or have been wanting to play for the Thunder your whole life, if anyone else was in that situation, they would have gone to the Warriors too. I mean, it's less money, better place to live, bigger fan base, like, uh, clear decision. But, and easy title, more wins. But I do agree with this. He has had it pretty easy. I mean, but what I do want to say is it's not like he played for OKC for two years and then was like, eh, screw this. Like, he tried for a while. I mean, he went to the finals and lost. You know what I mean? They tried 
the whole I mean they they tried. <laughs> and I mean they got to game 7 of the Western Conference Finals and lost. It is pretty crazy if they win, they might win a title or they might just go to the finals and he stays with the Thunder. So I don't know, but very very interesting that one. But I do agree with it. So yeah, but this is probably the last topic of today. Daniel or actually DC had another quote today. He said Sorry, let me get to it. So yeah, this is from DC via Mark Rymondy. Sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. He said, and I quote, you could see that this kid was kind of like Khabib with a little t- with a little tighter stand-up. Today, Khabib will tell you he'll stand and strike with whoever he wants to. Islam Makachev, I'm pronouncing that wrong, sorry, seemed to be a little more ready to go. Then he... Uh, so he also said, straight wrestling among all those guys, Islam Makachev is the best one. In straight wrestling, I think he would be Khabib. Cormier is saying this. Ridiculous. Khabib said, now everybody talks about Dustin, Connor, Chandler, Justin, Oliveira, but by the end of the year, it's going to be changed. I don't think anyone can be Islam Makachev right now. He will run the division. I'm getting real tired of Khabib, man. Oh, and by the way, they're teammates. So, yeah, of course he's going to talk good about him. I'm getting real tired of Khabib, man. Just retire and be done with the sport. Or retire and go fight in Russia. Or come back. Stop. Just, I mean, he's finally not talking crap for once. But stop talking crap about other people. Stop. He's a very good fighter. I'm not going to talk crap about him but and say he's trash. But he's a great fighter. But what I'm saying is... Like, stop talking, bro. Like, Connor said it himself. Like, okay, keep talking. Like, if I'm down to fight if you want to. Like, if you want to fight, let's go. But, like, stop talking, bro. Like, and I know you guys are like, oh, well, you like John Jones? And he does that. John Jones hasn't retired. And John Jones hasn't. John Jones has been in trouble. And that's why he can't fight. You know what I mean? Khabib is just playing with everyone. You know what I mean? And, of course, he's going to talk good about this guy because he's his teammate. And I'm not going to say the dude's trash or good because, to be honest with you guys, I do not know him. I have not watched a fight. I didn't even know who he was until I saw this. So, but Cormier is pretty ridiculous for saying this guy can beat Khabib. Uh, Don't get any ideas thinking Khabib's going to fight him. They're teammates. I highly doubt it. So, Khabib, what are you going to do, bro? Come back or retire and just be done. Like, stop being like, oh, I'm retired, but I'm going to talk shit about everyone and maybe come back. I don't know. Like, stop. Just stop it, bro. So, anyways, that's going to do it for this episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed. I can't believe we made it all the way through. Like, sometimes I would just stop talking for a little bit, check, and make sure it's still going. So, that's why sometimes I didn't talk for a second. But I am so happy we got through this. Hopefully, I can start putting them out a lot because I really enjoy doing it. And... It's not like I just give up and stop trying. It's like I do it and I just, I do it whenever I got the time and then there's a bunch of complications, but we got through it today. I'm so happy. I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. Thanks for all the love and support and patience. I really appreciate it. Hope everyone has a great day and I will see you guys later. Peace out.